Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. All right. Hey, listeners, you're back. It's Jenna Cordes here. And Kevin Sullivan. And you're in for a treat today because with us we have stand-up comedian and writer Kelly Spillman. Hello. Road comedian. She's travels. She's David Telling all over this country. <laughs> <laughs> um, so welcome to the podcast. Um, we're very honored. I believe this will be our Christmas episode. Yeah, this is going to be our Christmas episode. Yay. So you're our baby Jesus. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> so uh, we were just about to get into, Kelly has been traveling doing some stand-up, and so we were just about to get into some of your recent road shows. So you did... Uh, you said New Mexico and Colorado. Yes. A couple, was it casinos? Was it clubs? It was a casino, a country club, and a bar all in very, very small towns. <laughs> okay. So how did it go? Um, you know what? The shows went well uh, overall, uh, but I didn't, I didn't realize when I took it uh, that driving my L.A. car mm. growing up in the South through mountain ranges in winter in Colorado, not the brightest idea. So yes. I made it. I'm still alive. You're here. But, you oh know, like God. halfway through as it started snowing and getting dark and I'd never oh. driven on ice. And you're I, by yourself. I by myself. I have no cell signal. I'd forgotten to update my AAA. I'm like, oh, I'm girl. an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I am the biggest proponent of triple a oh my god is risking her life out here for these country clubs yes for the dream man i know you're a go-getter but whoa you gotta have that triple a like switchbacks that colorado drives crazy i had no idea because it wasn't the rockies i did not realize how mountainous Mm -hmm. utah and new mexico and that part of colorado utah too there's no stops there's no stops. For miles and miles. Yes. No stops. Like, like there's 40, there can be 40 to 50 miles in between gas stations yes. in Utah. So I went 158 miles with no gas stations and did not even pass another car and almost hit three cows that had wandered on oh the my road. God. Was there a yeah. point when you were like, are those cows or am I hallucinating? Yes, there was a point <laughs> that I thought maybe I had driven off one of the switchbacks and... <laughs> You're like, I'm going to have to cut open one of those cows and live inside of it yes. now. Like, like is this the, the afterlife just driving on a road <laughs> <laughs> did i die <laughs> uh, but the shows were good though uh, those so, are three very different venues they were very different venues however i was most worried of the country club but a bunch of hvac guys rented it out for their holiday christmas party mm-hmm. so that ended up being the most difficult show because the HVAC guys just wanted to drink. Their right. boss bought this HVAC. out. Heating, air, and cooling. Right. I don't right. know what the V is. Vents? I'm not yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> and I And I was told they were electricians. Yeah. Yes. It's vents. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be your vents right there. <laughs> what if I'm wrong? Just kidding. No, it's okay. But make sure you... If you... Yeah. Make sure you know your audience. I was told they were electricians... So then when I announced that, the HVAC guys were very upset that I uh, thought they were electricians. Electricians. You're oh. electrocuted by the mic. Can someone fix this? What am I doing? Parking lots are weird. Yeah, that was your parking lots are weird of this podcast. So Mine was good tell us more. So more about the audience. Okay, so I was worried about that one, but then when I heard it was that crowd, because I, you know, I have this joke 
trying to convince men not to date beautiful women anymore. And so I was like, I'm going to get these electricians who I thought were electricians, but it was even better. They were HVAC guys. I'm like, I'm going to win them with the date of five jokes. So then we get there and they're drinking like each guy's getting three drinks at a time. Kevin, you would have loved him. Yeah, that's my crowd. Yeah. And I so been dead. <laughs> this one guy got cut off at 6.55 p.m. So he started heckling me, but I made fun of him for my whole 25 minutes. No matter what joke I had, I was able to make fun of him Great. in that joke. So all his coworkers loved, loved yeah. that. So I did fine. It's not the best experience. I don't have a lot of experience with that in L.A., but unfortunately, when I started in Atlanta, I had to do a lot of these bar shows where right. you had to fight drunks mm-hmm. a lot. So I have a lot of experience with that. And so they love that I made fun mm-hmm. of cut off at 655. And of course, he was like the only single person. So I made fun of that. I and, love that. I, and so I did well. I felt bad for the headliner because he had to do an hour. And then they'd been already drinking through my 25 minutes. Right. Uh, they were and he didn't handle it as well. He... In, he kept insulting kind of all of them, and then that didn't go over well. So I felt bad for him, um, but I at least made it through mm-hmm. mine. It's, <laughs> it's like the amazing race. Right. <laughs> like you're racing the drinks, Yes. But you yeah. have to pace it almost like... There's like a sweet spot for the drinks. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be before the drinks. Right. But you don't want to be at the end of the drinks yeah. either. Right. It's two. like two... Everybody's had two. They're ready to laugh. Two drinks in, it's giggle city. Yeah, but like once you get the drunk state, it's like uh heckler, a drunk heckler at six fifty five. Yeah, it's like they're not HVAC anymore. They're all comedians now. Right, and that happened. He got a lot more heck. I just had six fifty five, and then he would shut up. Like I'd make fun of him, he'd shut up, and then then he'd come back, and then he'd come back. But I could make fun of him again related to that joke. But, but yeah, you're right. At 20, if he's still drinking three drinks at a time, by the time the headliner got up, he was like belligerent. And then the other ones were too. Mm-hmm. So I did feel bad for him. And I was so glad I was not the headliner. It's like yeah. doing comedy yeah. for hyenas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, luckily the other two shows were not that way. Um, I was a little nervous because I didn't know the, you know, it was very blue collar areas. Um uh, I found out because the headliner had a joke that all of them like had guns on them and were like very. So I think it was like Trump. That's when you towns. see a door close and I have left the building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it's... but it when it went well, like it was good for me to see my jokes were fine and and you know and people were really nice to me after the show. So maybe it was good for me to talk to Trumpians to see like I, they're you know if you're a good comic, it doesn't matter right who the audience is. No, you know, I mean, as long it, it, like obviously like I haven't seen someone you know get up and do like. 20 minutes to like a pretty conservative room about you know just kind of bringing people together and like a barista who you know was like this conservative and then he's this like ethiopian um comic and they like bonded i don't know what i'm trying to say sorry that meandered what i'm trying to say is if you're a good comic and you have good jokes people no matter who they vote for oh I will could... like you and if even if you don't agree politically if you're if you stand behind it and you're really funny mm-hmm. they'll uh, play along. I'm gonna I think for the most part. Yeah, they did. They did. But it is weird though. What are you doing? You're just Googling during No, this I'm or? finding this tweet. I talked to you about this yesterday. The um, the letter where the guy couldn't say any of those things. Here it is. It was a behavioral agreement form that they were making these comics sign to, because uh, they wanted a safe space mm-hmm. for um, their audience members. So all the comedians had to sign this and it said... 
All topics must be presented in a way that's respectful and kind, and it does not mean these topics cannot be discussed, but it just must be in a respectful, non-abusive way. Um, You're agreeing no tolerance policy with regards to racism, sexism, classism, ageism, ableism, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, xenophobia, Islamophobia, and anti-religion or Mm anti-atheism. And I was reading, I was like, okay, I know a lot of comics that could do that room still. And it's... People are lit about it, right? This contract nearly made me puke. Um, And then another white straight male was like, fuck this shit, yikes. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? That's that's not, you can't do that? Mm -hmm. You can't do that room still? And then underneath, it's the comments. It's like... Never read the comments. Oh my God. What's... Well, some people, like, of course, females. Like, what's the problem? Like, this... It says all topics can be discussed. Just people has to be respectful and non-abusive. <laughs> and then the guy goes, good luck with that. She's like, I'm not a comedian. It's your job. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm going to like right now. And yes. then he goes, exactly. Oh, what? It's like, what are you allowed to talk about then? Oh my God, comedy is dead. Blah. I was like... Our sets would still all exist yeah. yes. in that room. Yes. Yeah. It, it, the one thing I do notice, though, which Sorry, is that different. Meandered. That's okay. We're, you know, we're talking here. It's a conversation. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, listeners. Um, the one thing that I notice that's always weird for me is here, anyone will go up and just completely shit on the U.S. government as it currently stands. But in Michigan, when I go up, people are much more timid about right. it. You know? Right. Especially if you're not... If you're not, it's just interesting, you know? I don't know. I mean, I could, I feel like I could, whatever, but I wouldn't enjoy it. You're wrong because you're a performer and you love performing. And there's something very satisfying of saying, like, there's no reason these people should like me, but because I'm so fucking funny, they do anyway, you know? Yeah, I guess. Would you do your exact set? Like, if you got hired at a casino in Michigan, would you accept that and go and just do? The 25 tight minutes that you have right now? Yeah. 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 You go do it. You be yourself. I don't... would. I mean, <clears throat> and if they don't like it, it would be like a fuck off. But I don't, I mean, there might be s- they like will like some it. that I, it's weird. Uh, Comedy is weird. <laughs> Comedy is weird. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, everyone's like, oh, would you like tell them that you're gay or whatever? And I've like talked to like, other What's comics. happening to you right now? Are you crawling inside of your sweatshirt? Yeah, What's I'm going? just like, it's a hard topic. It's a hard topic. Yeah. Like, because it is different being like a gay man comic, I think, because a lot of like females can still get away. Like, Erin Willie was like, a, she doesn't we always can get say away that with she's lesbian. lesbian. She does like yeah, all right. her stuff. Yeah, all I over always the say it just to, just because <clears> whatever. But what? gay man, like, you know, when a gay man's on stage for the most part, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's going to come up that I'm an ex boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, Ryan. But I don't, I don't talk about like, oh, second dick and like, um, you know, <laughs> right. that's not yeah. my style or set. So right. I think I would still do the same set, maybe tailor it slightly for like a super yeah. conservative middle America crowd. And Michigan's not super conservative. It's just certain parts are, you know what I mean? Like the Detroit area, it's like, you're going to be fine. Right. Yeah. Um, I think every city. But so do, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Well, well, does that affect you too? Like psychologically when you see a post like that and... There is a college that says you cannot come here and do homophobic jokes. And then you see all, and you said it was mainly white bro comics that mm-hmm. were like, you can't talk about anything. Like, does that affect you psychologically to see people just 
like argue I gotta tell my homophobic jokes how dare you uh, which is kind of the message they're sending I love I love seeing stuff like that because it's like there's these comics are so riled up because they think they can't talk about anything and that is amazing to me because it's like oh I still have everything to talk about so you can just crash and burn right no one's buying your bullshit anymore and I'm sorry you're seeing that you're not fucking relevant anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. looking for this thing I saw that was like pretty, I don't know, it's this, It's a reiteration so, of the but same. But also, it's like wanting to prove those comments like you can uh, see other com- like comedians that can do that. I think that's going to be a gift to them. I don't know. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Let's get Wait, back to you. You're from Atlanta. <laughs> Let's yes. go back to you. So yes. you're from Atlanta. I started comedy in Atlanta. And how'd you get into it? Okay, I'm embarrassed to admit this. Um, so I was in a very long-term relationship that ended abruptly. And um, so we spent virtually every night after work together. And so I realized I need to find things to do after work because, you know, we were together all the time for eight years. So I signed up for an improv class and then just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And so I was, was good and was like the only female in their cast. And, um, and sometimes it shows audience members would want us to do impressions or dialects. And I'm terrible, <laughs> horrible. And since I'm such a perfectionist, the only reason I started stand up, which is hilarious is I was like, I'm going to practice and pra- I'll practice my Sarah Palin and my Cleopatra on state, which is ridiculous <laughs> now that we are stand-ups to know oh how horrible God. that would have been. Like, let me practice my Ethiopian dialect right. on stage. <laughs> so that was my goal. I never planned on becoming a stand-up. It was only to practice impressions and dialects, which as soon as and I signed up for a class. And as soon as I took the class, it became very clear I would not be doing that. And then I fell in love with stand-up. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's I've truly in my late thirties stumbled into comedy mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy. And I wish I had known, I mean, I never met a comic in the South, so I didn't know the path. Um, I used to always watch whose line. Is, so I always loved improv. I know a lot of stand-up comics hate it, but I always I loved just, yeah, improv. I like the same. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, Sadly, a man oh, dumping me brought me to comedy. Sadly, I mean, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, not the dumping part, but the, I mean, <laughs> no, I talk about this because we used to watch. I talk about this to a friend. We used to watch like freaking Seinfeld, and I, I would still be sitting on his damn couch watching Seinfeld. I'm so right. glad I got dumped and ghosted. Yeah. It's the best thing. I would highly recommend. Yeah, that. thinking Lady about Brian. what my life would be like just sitting on his stupid couch after work. Watching Seinfeld every night. Oh. I feel like there are those moments where you're like, oh my God, what if I hadn't found this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, I don't know, you can't, it's a part of you now. It's part of our identity. I can't, yeah. like, that I, was the one thing that was great because, you know, um, I was older and you always meet people and it just changed as soon as I said I was a comic, no matter where I go. Most people are really impressed by that and it's something you can talk about. And then yeah. more impressed after they see your set. Mm hmm. You're hilarious. Oh, You're great. You. Really <laughs> great. How did I meet you? Um, I met you through both of you through, through Elizabeth. Elizabeth, and I can't remember the exact day we yeah. met. Maybe but I just met, came oh, to check no, out. No, you came space. to open space. open space just to check out the show. Did you, I think were you booked or you were? I don't 
No, Philip was booked, and, and did you two come or did were you yeah. booked first? I did. The I came same to watch. day as Philip. Okay, okay I came so to watch. Elizabeth sent us. I think you all took a yeah. class together. Elizabeth mm. knew I ran a show, and she sent me all your yeah. videos. And so then yeah. Michael and I booked you. Oh my yeah. god, so I think, videos. Yeah, so that's it. And you, yeah, you strolled in with like seven people, and we were so excited that people came to our show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's you're right. That's how we met. Elizabeth recommended you all for our show at oh, Open Space. That seems like so long ago. Yeah, yeah. It was one of my first shows. Yours to in L.A. Mm. In L.A. Mm. No, I don't remember. Maybe. Probably. How long have you been here? <sighs> Two and a half years. Has it then, been Because Open Space yeah. was pretty much right after we finished. Our yeah, our, you yeah. had just finished because Elizabeth yeah. highly recommended you guys. So yeah, and sent a bunch of videos. Yeah, cool. Thanks, so, Liz. Yeah. I don't know if she was How long this. have you been in LA then? Uh, February will be four years. Oh, great! It's a long time. I did, it doesn't seem that long. And you like it? I love it. Me too. I love LA. I love it. It's like a weird thing to admit. Like I used to not be like people in Atlanta hate LA or love it. Um, Are they jealous? Yeah. So yeah, I you know when I I was checking in a lot when I was just on the road, and I know it was narcissistic, and I even I even apologized before I left. But I was traveling by myself, you know, and it's winter, and um, so I was checking in a lot, and then people. When I came back, I missed it, and I I did like a post like I heart LA, and yeah, some people like their comments were kind of you know. And when I go home, a lot of times they're like, "Are you moving back?" And I'm like, "No, gross, and, gross, yeah." <laughs> and I think that, and I don't mean it that way, but I have no intention of moving. It's that would be going backwards in comedy. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for me to go back to the smaller pond, mm-hmm. even if there are more opportunities there. Um, yeah, so I do think also people, when I moved out here, people to my face said it was a mistake and I should have picked New York. So I think there's also a little bit of a bias about LA that if you're a true comedian, you would go to New York. That's where the true comedians go. Yeah, that's crazy. I agree. Was New York an option for you? Yeah, I I really thought of both because I knew you had to choose. I did not know much about either scene at all. And... Um, my, I, the only thing that appealed to me with New York was that I would not, I could get rid of my car. Mm. And, um, so that was to me a big pro was just, I can take the subway everywhere. And so I really thought about both and I just had this image of me cause they like would call me the crackhead of comedy in Atlanta cause I went up every single night, which was kind of unheard of there. And I would do any type of show, mm-hmm. like any type of show. And, um, even if they're not comedy shows, yeah, no, I would. Yeah, absolutely. I like, yeah, I did a birthday party for 200 hunters and I was like, $50. Thank you. I'll do 30 minutes. No problem. No problem. So, um, uh, but, uh, so I thought about New York, but yeah, I just had this image of me taking the, cause you know, you hear this about New York, you can do eight mics a night. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I just had this image of me through my forties sitting on a train every night till 2 a.m., by myself going to these mics and I I don't know I just was like I don't want to be that person mm-hmm. I to me that seems sad and um, so my gut said pick LA but I really didn't know anything about either scene at mm-hmm. all have so, you done comedy in, in New York since? I have not okay. no so that is a goal of mine but no I have not 
don't drive there, please. Yeah, yeah. please fly, yeah. Kelly. Please fly. No, I know. I should have flown. I, I think that's kind of an interesting thing about you because you didn't start in a different city. So you don't you don't really have those like, know. oh, I you know I did right. comedy in a strip club. I did yeah. comedy in someone's backyard. Yeah. I did a roast in someone's backyard. Like, yeah, don't start in L.A., though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm so glad I started in Atlanta. Yeah. I... Because I know what comedy can be, and it's hard. That's why I loved. Um, so thank you, Jenna, for getting me the pachanga. Oh, you, you got it yourself because well, you're you're fucking you, awesome. You recommended me, but but I felt like a real comedian. People like took pictures with me and yeah. like talked. You know, it it and it's hard to get that in L.A. Like it was nice to stand in front of 120 people and tell yeah. jokes, and I did have that in Atlanta. And so, you know, it's just, so I, I, I feel bad, but you've risen up very quickly. Right. And you've also done some road work as well. So I'm so glad I have that because I don't think I would be as good. I know I wouldn't be because you have to get in front of real audience members. But you did in New York, you know, like, and and even you though were saying like, it's so different to be in front of real audience. Yeah, in New York, it was people like who have jobs, shows. people yes. who they're aren't dying just, to laugh. They're dying they to. And they are here attention. They're just dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're like, when's my turn? Come see my art. Yeah. Right. They were dragged there because their friend. Yeah. You and, came to my music, and show I'll come to yours. Mm-hmm. So that's what was great about this too. These were married couples, and their one thing once a month is to drive to a casino in Farmington, New Mexico, to see comedy, and they mm-hmm. wanted to laugh. And that it's was a great. casino in New Mexico? That was a casino. Mm-hmm. And you did five shows here at Pachanga? Six. Six shows. Yes. To 2,000 people. Two nights people. or three nights? Four nights. So one on Four Thursday, nights. two Friday and Saturday, and one on Sunday. That's but the Friday awesome. and Saturday were both sold out, 400 people. It was amazing. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. something I would love to experience for sure one day. Yeah. No, it was great. I highly recommend it. Although casinos are interesting too because... <laughs> I would lose all my money. <laughs> well, you know, you have people who've just lost a lot of money. They A lot of them did get the tickets for free. A lot of them have been drinking excessively. So it was also a reminder <laughs> how difficult... In one of the late night shows, there were like 20 guys that were drunk walking in and it was a tough one because the host addressed them and it made it worse Mm. so i ignored them but i think i lost part of the audience because they really couldn't focus on my jokes because they were so loud and obnoxious Mm so it was also kind of like a it was disappointing too like oh yeah i forgot that just because 400 people are here doesn't mean it's going to be this amazing experience how drunk people can ruin anything anything yeah (laughs) drunk Mm -hmm. people can ruin anything yes (laughs) Oh, sorry. Was my eye contact too intense? Uh, do I have holes in my face now? Are there burnt holes in my face? Uh, yeah, I can ruin anything. You're right. Um, <laughs> wait, you said drunk people or Kevin? Uh, what's, what was the late show? Like, what was the schedule? When you have back-to-back shows, did you yes. have in between? Like, how much time in between? Not much time. So, um, we started, what was it? I want to say it was 7.30, 9.30, but the late show did actually start late. But, especially for the headliner, because um, he was selling something, and that happened this weekend, too, um, uh, where they... So, I feel bad for the headliners, because they do an hour, and then they're selling things. Right. And then it starts very soon after. I mean, they've got to kick the people out and then bust off the glasses, but then it starts, like, right away. And it's a lot. Like, you feel like you, you know, ran a half marathon, yeah. even yeah. though it's not physical, 
but to do two 20, and I'm only doing 25 minutes. They did an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot. It's exhausting. It yeah. really is. It's giving all those people your energy. Yeah, it really is. And then I was thinking that too on the road trip because you're driving for hours and then doing a show and then the next day you drive. Like, so it gave me respect, like, and I, an empathy for like road comics that I think people think it's this glamorous life and it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Yeah. yeah in, in a lot of it's ways. It's like super cool for about 20 minutes. Like the 20 yeah. minutes you're performing is when and it's super fucking cool. Yeah. I can imagine the drive home is worse the well, the drive there well you have post-show loneliness though yeah so i'm sure mm-hmm. after I get, you do mm-hmm. yeah. i get really depressed after shows even if they go well because you're so you even know I, like, coming yeah. down from coming a high. down from the yeah. high yeah. yeah my biggest show i've ever done afterwards i like walked home alone. like i had a bunch of people there and people like meeting you after the yeah. show and it's so fun and like so much adoration. you feel so much love and then um, they all go back to their lives yeah right. and they go back to their person i walked home yeah. and i was like Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I took my dog for a long, like, long walk and then just watched TV. I was up for hours. Like, yeah. I couldn't you can, come down. You cannot come down for sure. And I was, you know, I'm like that with stand-up. And certainly when I had improv shows, I was like that, which was so dumb because you'll never do an improv scene the same way. Right. But I would redo them in my head for hours um, after those shows. And I do the same thing with stand-up. Like, even now, I'm still like, I could have said this to the farmers in New Mexico, which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, we talked yesterday. But I still am like, oh, I wish I would have said this to those farmers in New Mexico. Yeah. I mean, because as long as you hit the light and you hit that time mark anyway, it's there's not much else you could say unless you take something out to put something else back in. So That's what I love about live performance is like, yeah. you can't fix it. No like, sh- you get one shot and like, I mean, you can fix it for the next night, but it's like, it's always, there's like some um, performing... I'm having like flashbacks to college of like listening to a live performance or live music. Like it's always going to be a little different. And I guess I just kind of like that about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or just when like, do you all ever have a, like a riff that was just amazing that yeah. just happened and, and on the spot? Like that's my favorite yeah. thing about stand up. Like once maybe. Oh no. You guys have performed a lot more than I have though. I feel like. I was just thinking about this one show I did where, I don't know what happened, but I like accidentally like called this girl in the front row beautiful. Do you remember that? And then I was like, ah, I have a girlfriend. Stop looking at me. And it was just like really funny. Yes. I don't have a girlfriend. Keep looking at me. At the time I did, you know? And so like, I, I'm not. Don't look at her. She's f- focused. <laughs> I'm not great at, um, yeah, watch out for my swing and big dick energy. I'm not um, like, I don't know. I'm not really great with crowd work, but yeah. I want to get better at it. Well, and that's a difference too, because in LA, our sets are so short uh, it's not real audience. I shouldn't say real, but you know, it's people. It's, it's either fellow well, they're comics, dolls, yeah, or they're friends that are forced <laughs> to sit through it. So they don't want. But you know, HVAC guys in um, uh, Montrose, Colorado, like they want you to make fun of their buddy Nick, who got cut off at six fifty-five p.m. So remember, you know, remember when that comedian roasted Nick? <laughs> you don't remember that at the party? Yeah, they loved it. Two years yeah. ago, you guys remember that? <laughs> Man, that's awesome. The only like holiday party I've ever done was my own school's, and I said no repeatedly. I said no, 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 and then the secretary Dinah was what like, school? I, uh, at, College? No, this is hi- when I taught at middle school at our holiday. Oh, party. when you were oh. yeah. Okay, we, oh. we so we're all on the same page. Sorry about the context. When I was a teacher, a middle school teacher repeatedly they asked me to do stand-up at the holiday party in Vegas. And I repeatedly said no. And then I accidentally had three drinks. And then Dinah, wherever you are, Dinah, the secretary was like, 
oh, come on, Jenna, just do a couple of minutes. And it was the worst I have ever done. Really? Oh, yes. Wait, the- after your drinks? Or you mm-hmm. said, yeah. Yes. Oh, at the party you yeah. had the drinks. At the party I thought I had she, like, the- got you drunk. No, no. At the party I had the drinks. She said, just do a couple minutes. And I said, okay. And the principal was making eye contact with me and then turned oh. and went back to the TV. <gasps> I know, because I have this one joke um, that I used to do all the time. Um, teaching... Uh, teaching in Las Vegas is kind of like trying to open up a gym inside of a Buffalo Wild Wings. Nobody wants our services. It's like, hey kids, how about we learn how to read? And they're like, hey miss, how about we all become valets and still make more money than you? You did that joke? I did that joke. Oh my God, it's And then so I also true, said, I also said, you know, sometimes I think I'll never find anyone. But then I look around this room and I think, geez, if these people can do it. <laughs> oh my God. You I was, were. I was just she drunk wasn't. and I went into roast mode. You did. Wait, and you just made that up? Like on the spot? What? You made those jokes up on the spot or you had the them in your Buffalo back Wild Wings I did in a set. Okay. I had been doing that in my Las Vegas set. And then the I see you guys with someone and it gives me hope one. I just that just came oh out of I guess goodness. the bowels of my asshole and was like, let's wow. be mean. So yeah, I straight up fucking bombed in my own holiday party yeah. and then silently walked to my car. And then my teacher friends that came out and knocked on the window and were like, are you okay? And I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> and then she moved to Los Angeles immediately the yes. next day. Yeah, no, but it was, it was, it's a good experience to bomb and to realize what you've done wrong. And for me, it's a good experience because I don't drink before I perform. Do you? Ever. I cannot do ever? it. Uh, oh, um, I, yeah, I, I will, I try not to drink. I, I will like sip on a drink. I usually, or I will usually wait until I've performed, but yeah, it would be dishonest to say I've never had any alcohol in my, but I certainly wouldn't have like two drinks and I usually don't even finish the first one. Some take it up with them. I'm like, how are you doing this? I've, I, have you seen, you've seen at what speed I drink a drink? Yeah. I would need to bring up like three for a five minute set. Right, right. But no, I've never, I never had a drink before. So you I, haven't. Mm-mm. I think I scared him off with my, my stories of me bombing. Your stories, um, thank God, keep pushing me for it. But it was in um, the class that the, he was like, it will become a crutch. Like you don't want to. It'd be like, oh, that set was so good because I had two of these drinks. So right. it was so bad because I had three of these. Like finding, I don't, I don't need that in the equation of yes. what, figuring out already as crazy like. Not. Yeah, and I drink so much already, like, and so many different things. It would be hard. Plus, you need some of the adrenaline and some of the fear, honestly. You do. Yeah. I, for sure, the pressure. The I think, pressure, yeah. And some absolved. people, apparently, it helps them, but it does not help me. It negatively I've never seen it help me. anybody. Right, I agree. I, there was a, in New York, this guy was getting fucking blitzed before <laughs> our show. Like, he was kept asking me for cigarettes outside, and he goes... Man, just trying to take the edge off. And I'm like, I've never seen someone so shaky in my life. So, like, what edge? Like, <laughs> you were doing better before. Yeah. Right. And he was, like, sweating bullets. Just kept pounding drinks. And then he went up on stage and bombed. Like, right. Like, it was the most uncomfortable set I've almost, like, <laughs> but, like, so uncomfortable. Like, I was squirming. Mm-mm. I'm like, it doesn't, dude. If you love your craft so much, it should be all you all right. the time. Absolutely. Have you ever performed? Or one time, I would. I had drinks and the booker saw me and she was like, "Oh, can you do a set? I had someone drop out." And I was like, "This one doesn't count because I wasn't planning on it." Right. 
Have you ever been drunk on stage like once? No, I haven't. I But something comes to mind that really affected me um, when I was in Atlanta. And this was a very nice guy. And he called me on stage. He was hosting. And he said, um, uh, Kelly Spillman's coming out. She always has a blue moon in her hand. And I was like, <gasps> I mean... And I, I, I got very defensive, like, how dare you? And, you know, and then I was like, Kelly, he does always see you with a blue moon in your hand. <laughs> and, you know, I guess I've justified it because I usually have a drink mm-hmm. when I perform. Every once in a while it might be two, but it's usually one. Yeah. But I, but I was like, Kelly, you need to own that if he always sees you with a blue man, moon. And, and he's someone that doesn't drink. So, oh, people but that don't still, they, they, they do. But it hit me because I never even would have thought do I have a drinking issue? And I never brought the drink on stage, but you know, you know, here too, a lot of times you have to, you're required to buy a drink Mm -hmm. to go up. But anyway, it just really stuck with me. And I was like, so for a while I claimed I was never going to drink. And when I first moved to LA, I didn't because I didn't want people to associate me. She's always got a blue moon in her hand, but then I gave that up. I don't, I just don't care. And, um, and I don't always have a blue moon in my hand. No, I, I feel like have, you're always dead sober. Yeah. yeah I've I, never no, seen I, you with anything but a microphone. Yeah. I, I, no, I will have a drink, but it's usually one. So no, I've never been drunk on stage. Um, but it, but it did it. stick with me because it, it, you know, as comics, we need to know how people see us. And it totally caught me off guard that his did, view of me is that I always have a blue moon ad- in my yeah. hand. Did you address it like right on when you went up? But, no, I'm sure you just performed. I right? think I did just perform. Yeah. I do like, uh, Not today, I, Jack. I should have. <laughs> I can't remember. I may have. It's like your your brain's still catching up, and then right. you've got to go on stage. Like right. I'm sure you weren't like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. I think I just did do my set but I talked to him after and I said do not ever I introduce told, me don't like ever introduce me like that again mm-hmm. and then he was like oh sorry and he is a nice guy but I did say that do not don't That's ever introduce rude. me that way yeah yeah I'd rather have you say something dirty about me I think than drinking habit. Yeah. yeah I've been brought up a lot to and she has a great ass which isn't always Ew. you know what I mean that's not fun I did this show in what is that awful place that's like Fresno no no Riverside <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's like if Moreno Valley. Las Vegas like tried to Laughlin. Yeah, Laughlin. Laughlin. I was gonna say if Kmart tried to open Las Vegas. Um <laughs> It is the Kmart Vegas. It is the Kmart Vegas. I was in Laughlin and this um woman, she like came up to me and she was like, I just wanna let you know, like and I was like, Where's this going? This seems fun. Yes. Nope. Uh, she goes, You know, you have so many things in your pockets and I just can't focus on your set because you have so many things in your pockets. And I was like, ah. You're like, back to the penny slots, bitch. Yeah. No, I was like, oh. And she's like, I just think you'd be a lot funnier if that's so much in your pocket. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, but now, bet your ass I, like, empty out those bitches. Right. Every I don't want to be pocket chick. No, you don't. And sometimes we don't know how people see us or what they notice. Yeah. <laughs> Little did so. you know my great ass was just shit in my pockets. Uh, or shit in her pants. Oh, that's <laughs> call back um, to when she pooped her pants. That uh. was earlier this year. Stay humble. I recommend it. Like, keeps uh keeps you down. You no know? one ever like says anything. Like, just my hair, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what a what a an original way to bring someone up. Have <laughs> you ever? Do you host at all? Yeah. Well, I don't get many opportunities in LA, and in Atlanta, I did it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I like it because then I can improvise a lot. Right. Yeah. And so that was what was great with the open space when I ran that show with Michael. We took turns hosting. So I always. Oh, loved, that's right. I always I knew loved you it. Hosted. No, I yeah. don't. I was like, I, what is this question you're asking? I it's know, for it's... the listeners, oh, Jenna, okay, who yeah. don't know Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Spillman. Spillman hosts. 
But no, I'm totally, I know a lot of comics hate hosting, but I don't mind it at all. And I'm, I'm, I take the hosting very seriously. You're not supposed to do an HBO special between each comic. So like I maybe will say one sentence um, and your role is to make sure the show is going well. And that's where a lot of hosts mess up and. And it keeps going. Yeah. That you don't do jokes in between each I don't find and... it to be the most natural thing. I, I don't think I'm super good at it. But I also think I think that, which, you know, when you think something yeah. bad about yourself and then you have to do it, it just kind of it's turns like self-fulfilling into self-fulfilling like, prophecy. Yeah, it's like a black hole you get sucked into where you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not good at this and now I have to do it and now yeah. I'm terrible at it. And... The visuals. I wish you guys could I see. I know. We're going to do have to do a video <laughs> one because there's been a lot of movement going on. Yes. When we both turned into Barbie audience yeah. members, was still my favorite. I'm in LA. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. Um, cool. I like this things people say that stick with you thing. It always makes me think of this guy in Teach for America who he was like, so like, what's your like ideal? And I was like, well, I want to do stand up and like write for TV. And I was probably like 25 and he was like, I mean, yeah, that'd be like a good goal if you were still in college. And I was like, what? what? I let it really hit me though. I like took that to mean something and then I had to unlearn it, you know, so taught for a couple more years, then I moved out here, and I was like, okay, don't you just work at Deloitte? Like, aren't you just a consultant? Like, no offense, but... Those are the people that are going to shit on you. Yeah, because it's like they want to do something fun like us. Agent told me my eyes were too close together. Well, that is... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're the most beautiful person I've ever met, and you know that. Thank you, but uh, like, well, you you were at it least was I was at, it was at a modeling agency and I was meeting with the fashion people and they said no. They're like, but the commercial guy wants to talk to you and I was like, okay, it sounds like more money. Yeah, and it is. Yeah. It's better. He and he was like, I'm Robert Downey Jr.'s agent. Blah blah blah. If, Robert, if you're listening, fire that ass. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he said he was Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I'm like, like, wow, this disguise, you really take Sherlock Holmes seriously. (laughs) But he's the Uh, one who said the eyes thing? He goes, um, he goes, it's surprising that you'd be in here. Like, the fashion guys called you in because your eyes are too close together. You, you'll never have a career in fashion. Um, but you would do great in commercials. And then I started watching TV behind his head and I was just like over it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I got mad. He said something else. And I was like, okay, well, that's fucking bullshit. So, like, whatever, dude. And he goes, oh, finally, some emotion out of you. And I was like, yeah, this meeting's over. Right. He goes, well, here's my card. Um, hit me up if blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck. Off. Like, I literally could have kicked him in the face. He'd be like, but great. I still want you. And I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. That but sucks. Um, cold, cold people here. <laughs> that was New York, yeah. right? That was, that was here. here? In wow. La La Land? Hmm? Well, that's the thing, too. I think as com like, I think about this because you all have done writers groups and, you know, not that people in writers groups are that rude, but if you work with other comics, a lot of times they may give you feedback that's just so (laughs) insulting. She quoted Air quotes. And, um, but I kind of look at it as, and I've had, even this weekend, people came up to me and said really inappropriate things on, and quite honestly, in a conspiracy theorist was telling me what to do in my life and it it was very weird but I think part of being in LA is we just need to learn to take that feedback and we and blow it off I mean you're gorgeous so that's an idiotic thing that he said I think said. about my eyes all the time now I know that's what's I do say it a lot yeah. I, I think about if TV is a stupid dream because of some dum-dum who's a consultant 
He was just driving me around the Las Vegas Strip. He said it and it meant nothing to him. And I latched on for years to that. Right. Yep. You know? Still latching. We so, latch. We latch. Right. Right. I know it's not true, but it's like, it, it will still yeah. stick there. It like does. the blue moon in your hand. Like that, you know, you know like I'm right. not going to have, you know, you think about not having a blue moon in right. your hands in front of I was people. at a, a, like a speed dating thing. And, oh uh, Jesus! Yeah, this is gonna be. <laughs> That's real what quick. lesbians need. Isn't that just called being lesbian? The joke wrote itself. You get no credit on that. Yeah. Um, uh, sponsored by Home Depot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay, doubling back, bitch. That joke wrote itself. Um, so I was at speed dating, and this, um, like, I'm not trying to be rude at all, but like, someone that I was like, okay, like we could talk, whatever. I sat down. And she was like, what's wrong with your eyes? And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, like when you smile, it's like they're gone. Are they always like that? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This is, uh, get ready for our wedding pictures. <laughs> I think I found the one. <laughs> I feel back to the time. Our children will be born eyeless. Just... <laughs> I zoomed in that photo the other day. I was like, can you still see? <laughs> but I'm like, don't wear cat ears, bitch. And then try to come for me. She was wearing cat ears. Yes. <laughs> wow. I know. Have you ever done speed dating? No. I just chickened out on that. I don't think... Does it still exist? I don't... In Las Vegas, Nevada, it does. Yeah, I don't... I haven't seen it's things for it lately. In Atlanta, so... they had some. I chickened out. I've, I was so rejected on all those online dating sites. And I just feel like people are going to judge your appearance mm-hmm. on the eight minute and... I just, and I don't want people like, yeah, being just like rude to my face like that. So yeah, just do it on I the internet. Chicken, just check it on the internet. And you can like say, oh, maybe they didn't pay for the subscription. That's not me. Like I have ways of the lies I tell myself on online dating that you don't have to take it personally. Yeah. But I just like, what if the person's like, I don't want to even sit with you for eight minutes. I don't know. It just, oh God, that can they or two minutes. Two? That would never happen with women. Can, I'll, I'll sit with anybody, you know? Can they next? Oh, days would, cat would like start to sit down and they'd be like, no. <laughs> Yeah, the gay one seems mean. The lesbian yeah. one, very friendly. Also, they'd like sit down and be like, oh, what, did we hook up like last week in a construction site behind the abbey? Yeah, that was you. Okay. Fine. Okay, bye. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's the, the dating, dating, dating. Did you find you were able to, in two minutes, like make, or was it awkward? Oh, no, it was I don't awful. think I'm She left there with three talk. marriages, actually. <laughs> no, it was awful. The only person who gave me their number was, um, you know, in her 70s. <laughs> There wasn't an age like there was the lesbian one is age. There was there was no What don't you get about this? Like we are where to go if you need love. Like this is I would have to like if I were to set up a speed dating like in West Hollywood, it would be like there would be age men, age Mac like it'd be very concentrated groups for it. She was in her seventies. I did take her number. Her name was Ingrid. And did you ever meet up with Ingrid? Did you go? I don't want to say. No, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're like, where, did I, where do you no, think but... I got this scarf? She made it. <laughs> Most people at speed dating were um, already together and they had come to like support their friend who was hosting. So oh it was like all the cute ones you would, you'd want to date yes. like that were like, hey, like really friendly, that's you know? fucking. They'd be like, oh, actually, that's my girlfriend. And I'd be like, cool. And then I you had. You came here to laugh at all of us? Like, what are you I had one again? girl who I talked to and um, she was like, Oh, 
you're a teacher? And I was like, yeah. And she was really pretty, so I should have, like, readied myself for the, the mean. And she was like, oh, I'm a bellhop, but I probably make a lot more money than you. Are you serious? And I was like, ah, good one, darling. She so the whole sucked. time you were in Vegas, everyone wanted to remind you that you made no money. That's all that your Vegas experience like, was. I love did that teachers make Were teachers the homeless? Least? I don't, yeah. But we made the least out of everyone in the service industry, tourism industry. Like, I work at McDonald's, but... <laughs> at least probably, I'm not a teacher. At least I get free meals, at least, you know? Yeah. I probably have better You probably can't afford you. a Big Mac. It's on me with my employee discount. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. We didn't. Goodness. We don't make a lot of money there, or anywhere in the country. Welcome to the education system. But yeah. How I don't know. I feel off. like that's well known, but that just people would say that to your face, like. I'd probably so, make more money than you. Yeah, that's so Actually, weird. Actually, it inspired my whole first this uh, speed dating um, experience. Inspired my entire first web series, which is you know not the best made but it's very true to my heart it's episode 5 it's called speed dating okay that's yeah. awesome so would you date someone considerably older than you like maybe not 70s but would you date someone like in their 50s i don't think so okay yeah i i haven't i've always dated people like almost my exact age mm-hmm. but you know i'm a thousand years old now so absolutely not i don't know i don't all the like time the, <laughs> i would prefer you know, the person to be my, and that's how I've always dated, but you know, I'm 44. I don't know. I, I did meet someone recently I have a crush on who is, is it, technically in his fifties. What about younger? Cougar time? Cougar time count? You know, cause I've been a professor. I just can't cannot do it. Do oh it. yeah. Once I you teach people that are a certain age, you're like, can't. you're all gross and dumb. Yeah, I just can't. I say the bigger the age, the bigger the bank account. That's how that goes. But now, like 70, you said. 70, you better be rich. Now, like you said, are we getting to the point where, you know, we're supposed to be the sugar daddies? And yeah. if so, well, that's, you know, we're going to need to find a little trust fund baby. Find <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust fund first. <laughs> Little trust fund baby. When do you get that when you turn 25? (laughs) Do you want to go skiing with me? (laughs) Call it Mary's accident. Anyway. (laughs) No. Oh um, my God. I do need to find a trust fund baby. Like a kid that just graduates that from New York. Maybe that's New York. Maybe I should have moved to New York. You want to go? Let's go. Oh, oh my God. This just in. All three of us moved to New York. (laughs) Yes. So. What else can we talk about? I feel like we got derailed because we have so much fun with you. Um, people were not that mean in Atlanta? People were mean in Atlanta. No, that's not true. You know, I started at 38 in Atlanta. I was one of the, uh, this has luckily changed, but I was one of the very few women doing comedy. And almost all of the males were like 23, 24, 25. So I kind of get it. And even the females that were oh. doing it were also 23, 24, 25. So I, I had like it. no friends and they, the, those boys of comedy never laughed at my sets. It's kind of crazy. I just kept going, but I knew I was funny. Because uh, if I could get in front of an audience, I would do well. So I just knew I was funny. It's just I knew 23-year-old white male comics don't find me funny. And they still don't. I had a moment yesterday. Um, this reminded me of it. Um, where I was at a children's concert. And they were singing the song High Hopes. Do you guys know that song? Yeah. No. Frank Sinatra. Where it's like, just what makes that little old ant think he'll move a rubber tree plant? Everyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant, but he's got high hopes. That's he's so got- sad. <laughs> I immediately was like, 
Oh my God, this is LA. I yes. Start yes. Bawling. I would like. I would cry for those children. No, but I mean, what I'm saying though is like with what Kelly's saying. Like you, I think all of us have. You have to have like this idea that there's something good that's gonna happen. Yes. Otherwise, why would you do this? Yes. It's like, you know what I mean. You have to keep the hope. You do, yeah. and that's why I love LA because every time you meet someone new, it to me it seems like. They're doing something. They're not all stand-ups or act, but they're doing something creative. Mm -hmm. And we all are out here thinking something big is going to happen for us. Oh, and I right. like that. LA when may you... be a rubber tree plant. But... It may be. <laughs> when you started the set, we did a mic together and she, she goes, I'm getting the feeling a lot of you think you're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the biggest laughs I've ever um, gotten in LA. I yeah. was, I, I don't know what fucking noise I made, but it was like, weird it was so yeah it was like a funny. snore it was like a <laughs> yeah well and it was also a horrible mic so it was just again calling out what has just happened in our environment like straight dudes it was a bunch like... of arrogant straight dudes not one was funny one talked about pooping so then the next eight and it didn't get laughs so then the x eight are like my poop joke let me show you a poop joke. Oh. And so it just was... Let me was, show you a poop joke. Yeah. Let me show you my Where poop. Where was this? Yeah. Uh, Hyperion, Hyperion Tavern. Tavern, right? So yeah, I did say that. and But again, I've tried that in other places. And like so, kind of like when you insulted the people at yeah. your... It's the same thing. Some comics do not find that funny. because And I've stopped doing it. But it was just one of those... I think in that moment on that mic, it was like the perfect thing to it say. It was the yeah. biggest laugh I've ever heard there. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Yeah, but it's funny that like sometimes it works. Like sometimes think you have to read the room for sure. You absolutely do. Well, you think you're better than me? What you think you're better than me? Oh yeah, I've I seen that recently. crush, and then I've seen it like the complete opposite <laughs> tilt, and it's just what a gift. Yeah, yeah. I like tell this joke about how I live in a living room. You know, and oh, I, I love that yeah. joke. And um, it usually does pretty well, but I'm like, oh, what? You you have walls? You think you're better than me? And sometimes it just murders. And then I did it um, at this like. But Pre she set it up weird and it was really fast and the people didn't even hear her. And then the next thing you hear is her yelling, Well, you think you're better than me? I, so I was the, I Kevin was laughing. Was my, oh, yes. Hysterically. Dying in the court because he was just like watching me like, what is this trash can fire <laughs> yeah. that's happening up there? Um, but, uh, uh, <laughs> what, you think you're better than me? And we were like, oh, we know we are. That was a, it was a mic, so it doesn't, like, it wasn't yeah. a show that it was right. bombing. It was like a mic that. It was that Mary's Oh yeah, I, I told you about this mic and I was crazy. Oh, and right. people got up and left. Not from me, but there was like, I don't think anyone left from me. I don't think anyone stayed because of me, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. there were some comics who sent people out the door. And That's the worst. Just in the way of all the waiters. Oh my Sorry, God. I'm just on the stage. The waiters walked yeah. on the stage in front of Kevin a comical amount of times. Oh. Like, it, no, that didn't happen to anyone else. No, it was like, all of a sudden, it was a traffic jam <laughs> on stage. I'm like, how is this and I was on stage? I'm I like, was, oh, sorry, wow. excuse me. Am I on stage in your way? I was dying laughing because he kept being like, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> he was like trying to perform. So yeah, oh, we, we pretty goodness. much, Kevin did a good job though rescuing the room. But I that's what's, what's good too is that you were able, because a lot of comics would have had meltdowns about that, which usually doesn't go over well. So I love that you were able to just go with the flow, which is so disrespectful what happened to you, but just... It was you funny went with to it. me. Even. It was like, so funny. Like, it, it was disrespectful, but I was just like, how? How is this? It, yeah, it's, it's comedy it, gold that you're like, how ridiculous this is. It's like the matador thing yeah. Carrie told us. It's like, you have to, you can't take anything personally. Yeah. Especially like hecklers, and you've said you've dealt with a lot. 
personally I haven't, but I've only done LA and I feel like there's not a lot of hecklers in LA. There's not. But you have to like let it hit the red matador like a bull thing. Not let it hit wow, you because it'd be yeah. defensive. That started out really good and then it got really bad. It was just free word association. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was like, costume, fringe, flag, red, bulls, you let it hit. Sand, <laughs> Coliseum. Because I'm so visual and so hungover that I <laughs> mush. I got mush in my head. Um yeah, no, but I know what you mean though. You've got to direct them right into whatever they're running. Yeah, at. not let it hit you. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any tricks oh, for like- tackling? Yes. Um, so usually, um, what are some Ooh, tricks? What's the worst heckler you've ever had? Um, so I had, I'm trying to think. There were so many in Atlanta. Um, oh my God, I can't imagine. I'm never so going there. I, no, no, no. It's, it, and it's mics and you probably would do clubs. So it's yeah. when you first start out and I, okay. and again, I would do every, most people are smart and are like, I'm not going to go there. Um, and then some people are like, yeah. yes. And they're like, oh, it's a strip club. Yeah. And I'll be before a magician. Comedy crackheads. Yeah. Comedy I, you know what? I did have a heckler in LA. I'll tell you an LA one okay. in Monrovia. Cause I couldn't believe it. I've never had a heckler. And so I have this joke about drinks and how um women were only supposed to have seven drinks but men can have 14 right so people there weren't many people drinking and we actually had few audience members at this mike in monrovia and so it was two women and a man and it looked like they drink so i was just saying oh yeah you're the only people drinking here tonight and but it was but it could have been soda so i was like or maybe not so then the guy goes he picks okay i'm leaving out important details one of the (laughs) comics threatened to punch the female host and then he told us he just got out of jail for domestic violence and then his joke was for the last nine days i've been practicing boxing moves when i go back home to my wife and he called Are the host a bitch i'm not making this up so me? then the next five white bros get up and they're like thanks bitch to the host and i was like you've got to be kidding me i'm gonna throw up yeah so i get up there already with an attitude because i'm like what twilight zone episode am i i mean this just <laughs> blatant misogyny and so I get up and I was like oh this is my first time here I'm gonna make a Yelp review you know about uh, if you if women if you like to be called bitch every five seconds come on down to Monrovia <laughs> so I do this so anyway then I move on this to them and I was like oh. yeah so then he so I thought he was drinking and he goes um yeah Bill Cosby he does that with his drink and does like cheers to me. And I was, I really, my brain was like, what does that mean? And oh. then he took a sip and he goes, Bill, Co-, and I said, did you just date rape yourself? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I was like, who says Bill Cosby and takes a sip of their own drink? And I was like, I'm going back to Yelp. Go to Monrovia where you date rape yourself. <laughs> and like everyone was dying. And I just, That's and I, hilarious. yes. But I just, it didn't even make any sense oh. how he was heckling Bill Cosby. Sip, sip, sip. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you even saying? You're date raping yourself. You're, what is this even? Like, I just didn't even get it. I don't even get. So that was like the weirdest echo I've ever had. That's so, just think that like to deal with that on the fly like that is such a, like, that's amazing. Did you just date Date rape rape yourself? Yeah. Because what does that mean to raise your glass and say Bill Cosby and then take a sip (laughs) of your own drink and to keep chanting Bill Cosby and sipping? Yeah. It doesn't make any. I don't even know what. 
so the problem up. with that yeah. though Bill Cosby the problem with that though the problem is... with that and this has happened to me many times and it happened even a little bit this weekend with 655 cutoff you get such laughs from dealing with the heckler mm-hmm. and improvising then when you go back to your legitimate jokes they don't do as well because I think the audience is just thrown mm-hmm. because you're doing things on the fly and now it it's you know weird to get back. so yeah. that's like the if you can do both that's like the perfect combo and so, and I think that happened in Monrovia where that killed where I'm just talking about my Yelp review uh, yeah. come watch people date rape themselves you know <laughs> and like people were just dying but then I tried to go back to jokes and they didn't oh, they, I didn't bomb but they did not right. get the laughs and even with. I got more laughs making fun of 655 um, than because I would tie him in the joke, but yeah, you know, because they're laughing so at their coworker. Them, yeah. yeah, because they're getting to laugh at their coworker, but then it didn't. So that one I didn't like kill. I just looked mm. at that one as I survived because yeah. it was not a good situation to do people's Christmas party. How hilarious. Like yeah. we, sometimes we just do it to survive. No, like, I you really guys are felt trying that to survive way. the show. Yes. Yes. Not to have a good time. Just want to get out of here alive. Yeah. Right. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of those in Atlanta. <laughs> so. Cosby. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I still don't even know what that means. Like, and he was so I, arrogant. Bill Cosby. And like, even sipping his drink arrogantly. And I'm like, what are you saying? Like. I would pay money. I, well, if I had money, I'd pay it. To go to that fucking show and see that. Oh, God. It was fun. And those are the things you remember. And that's and I think that's where improv helped me, too. Mm-hmm. That, it it you know. almost maybe be beneficial to come up with um, like little bridges for each interaction. Be like, if I have a drunk person and I'm doing yeah. drunk crowd yeah. work, um, here's a joke that can get me back yeah. to this part I of took, my set. I yeah. took like a heckler class, but I told you this. It was a very negative experience. Like the first day of heckler oh, class, each person stood on stage and like people in the class uh. just like yelled things at them. Like, what were they them? yelling at you? At me, it was like a lot of like dyke and like, you're too young. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but I was like, you're uh, so pretty. That's a great up to. Yeah. Where did you get your shirt? It did get really mean. Like, you know, oh, you're sure. fat, like dumb, like, and I was just like, like yeah. slut, whore. And I was like, I. I didn't have... It was very You're like, this isn't a heckler class. This is an emotional release. You don't make it personal. Like, heckle, like, generic things. In that class, my whole point bringing this up is we prepared ways to get the room back, but, like, you can only do that so much because sometimes it has to come from, like, the situation. It does. The exact situation. I did just have a comedy helper heckler. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. A helper heckler sucks. Yeah, I get tons of helpers. I I hate... I hate them worse than someone who's mean. Yeah. I just worked him (laughs) in. I need to listen to the tape back, but there was a comic before me, and she just kept yelling, like, telling him to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Um, Okay, are you done? Are you done? Mm, She was frantic. Shut up. Are you done? Um. It was just like... Whoa. Also, she didn't have, like, set up punchline. Like, it was... Right. Her whole set was about her pussy being out, and she has to put it back inside for work. Been there. Like... (laughs) But she's, like, really... She was funny when she was telling a joke. Okay. But, like, she yelled at him. And then when I was up there, he was trying to help me with stuff about, like, the credit card talk. And then the the, vacation. And he was, like... 
trying to tell his own story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, dude, maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Good luck with that. Like, and then just keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. I've seen you before be like, this is too long. Like when someone starts to go into it, when you ask them a question, I feel like that does really. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're like, not your whole life story. <laughs> it was, it was, come right. on. Like, keep it quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't need it. Um, just shut him down that way. And after the show, he came up and he's like, man, he's like, I hope I wasn't too mean. And I was like, what? no you no you weren't mean you're just annoying <laughs> and, and he's like well ha ha like uh, he didn't even care that I was like you're annoying right and he goes the uh, uh, other girl I guess it really made her mad and I was like yep <laughs> I don't know what you want from me right. if you know you're doing a horrible <laughs> shitty thing right. to comedians why did you do it right. for all of them right yeah, I like, think it's I think it's all those people that instead of following their dreams work for Deloitte. May, maybe I should have <laughs> yeah. told him like here's a number. There's a class you can take cuz clearly you think you, you belong need some stage there. time. Right. I think that's mostly like yeah. I think you gave me the term comedy helper. Yeah, cuz I I came up with that term in Atlanta because I I keep sounding like people are always screaming horrible things at me, <laughs> but it's really comedy <laughs> helpers I mainly have. And I, I don't know, I guess because my stand-up is conversational that that people in the audience think I'm talking directly to them. I don't know. But like, I've no, had, it was still a performance. I, I'm, this is a this performance, is not, a not a conversation. But I've had that. It's been a huge issue since I first started where people just... And at Pachanga, they had to remove someone. He just would make comments after each joke. I'm, you know, I guess he thought... We were on a Tinder date or something. I mean, I don't know. He, but but they're not. Bill it's Cosby. not mean spirited. Yeah, it's not. Now Bill Cosby was mean spirited. But but yeah. to whom we don't. It's unclear. Right. And, yeah, to himself. I, I guess. hate myself. Exactly. It was so weird. I really. Does one of your eyes not work? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Drifting? I don't know. You got cataracts? Like, is that what the? What is anyway? That's oh, sorry, I was off. just thinking. And not you. I was talking about Bill Cosby. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Comedy helpers. Yeah. So, so what's a, what's like the ultimate stand-up goal for you? Like, what would you want to? Happen? You know, I it, and even doing these road gigs made me very much reevaluate my life mm. because the headliner had to sell bandanas that said hashtag boobs for ten dollars for him to break even and I lost hundreds of dollars right. doing this show which is ridiculous and so, almost your life I, and I almost died on mountains yeah. um, hashtag boobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there's no money to be made from stand up uh, so none none and so I love it though so I still plan on doing it but I so I have a friend we're gonna film um, in the spring two short films not that you make money from short films but uh, I'm going to submit something to the New York Times next Monday. I'm just going to try to cast my net very mm-hmm. wide. I finally got a good headlining video in Atlanta last month, so I'm going to submit that to festivals. Mm-hmm. So well, Keep us posted on what festivals you yeah. submit to, because yeah, I would all, love to do a festival that you're on. Yeah, um, yeah meet, same for you, because I feel a little out of touch on most festivals. You, you hear about the really huge ones. Oh, for our listeners, festivals are something where all the comedians pay Fifty plus dollars to submit a tape to get rejected, and um, then they it, select some, and, and then you not get yours. In. Or if you get in, you know you got to get there. You got to pay for the hotel. You yeah. got to pay for the flight. They'll maybe give you a little swag bag that's not anything you want, and you know it's all for the fucking love of the game, man. Right. Yeah, and because maybe someone there will see you and yes. watch you on their show. 
I, yes. But yes, we're all going to submit to the Met. Like, anyway, yes. You have to. You have so, to do it. You yeah. need the credit. So I, I'm hoping in 2019, <laughs> Sorry, the like... best would be to get into a festival and get an agent. But I yeah. don't know that that, that would happen. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's very sad. Like, it was very... At the end of the day, Pachanga and this road gig, sh- like, just solidified yet again that stand-up, there's not that much of a path. And I, I keep, maybe the back of my mind still keeps hoping there is, and if you work really hard, and if you can make any room laugh. But I don't, I just, I don't see that. So I can't drive on mountains and lose hundreds of dollars again to do 25 minutes. Um, but... So, yeah, originally the goal was to do the traditional, be yeah. a headliner, mm-hmm. tour all over the country as a headliner. You should be touring all over the country, yeah. though. You're so good, and so you work good. in every room. Yeah, you're well, great. Well, thank you for saying you're that. Great I, I don't know, though. I don't know. I was thinking about this. Like, if I had to do the hour, I don't know that I would have kept 655's co-workers um, but that's a. That's but that, a, that that's, wouldn't tell. That wouldn't be a telltale. That would just like, be yeah. one your, show in a line of forty-five. That's you know, that's, like, that's not. It, that's any any headliner was not right. going. Yeah. It wouldn't be able yeah. to, and even if they didn't, that doesn't mean they're not still a headliner. That's just a shitty room. Yeah. Right. No, you're right for sure. So yeah, I still want to do stand. I've started doing storytelling shows, which have been amazing mm-hmm. because people do come. There's real audiences, and they aren't playing on their phones mm-hmm. and. They listen, and most storytellers aren't funny, so we have an advantage. Um, so, like, I'm doing the mop next Tuesday. My goal is to win it because I wanted to win a mop in 2018. So we'll see what happens next Tuesday. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, I think the short-term goal for stand-up, uh, I was talking to Kevin yesterday, I want to, I would like to get an hour together. I have, I have about, I would say, 35 strong minutes, mm-hmm. so I need about 25 more. And maybe try, now I'm contradicting myself, and maybe try to get some headliner road work I, I would like that it would be nice to do an hour somewhere uh, yeah, you um, or multiple places so um yeah now that i have a good video i'm feeling a little bit better about reaching out to bookers mm-hmm. across the country and because i it's a very good video i feel very proud about it so, good yeah awesome yeah what about you two well mine i want to be an opener for kelly spillman <laughs> You're more successful in LA than I am. I no. need to be your opener. Um, we're all awesome, so everyone can suck it, uh, except for <laughs> us three. Um, my ultimate goal is I want to write for TV. I want to be in a writer's room. Um, anytime I take a writing class and we're all together talking about each other's work, I feel this feeling That's of awesome. like, ah! I want to be in a writer's room, yeah. you know, because it's like I paid for it. You know what I mean? I paid for the class. I paid to be a part of this, but the feeling is the same. And like I write on a web series right now and we're almost done. It's called Generation Z and it's not funny actually. So I tried to lighten up the dialogue where I could, but it's okay. pretty serious. And like being on set and like hearing the actors say the words that I've written is this feeling in me that I can't, I love it so much. And I love walking around and being like, strike that. It sounds weird. Like take it out, change it. Wow. I mean, I'm not supposed to do the directors hate me. Cause I'm always like, <laughs> we're going to uh, take a, take a minute here. And, uh, and they're always like, okay. <laughs> but like, you know, it's, it's really well made and I'm very proud of it as well. So ultimate goal daytime. I want to be in a writer's room. In the nighttime, I want to go do stand-up and keep making funny shit with my friends. Yeah. And I just think... Do you want to be in a writer's room for a comedy, or would you stick to something serious? I would be in a writer's room for anything, but anything. My, my dream is to write for American Vandal. Oh, wow. Okay. Have you guys seen it? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Okay. I've heard it's, great things about it. It's a, it's a mockumentary in the style of the podcast Serial, 
or making a murderer about high school student pranks. And it is everything to me. I know it sounds stupid. It sounds really stupid. It really is. <laughs> sounds awful. No, I've read about I haven't the seen first, it, but I've read about yeah, it. Yeah, the first it's like my dream. But like yeah. the first um the first season was about trying to figure out who had spray painted twenty seven dicks on the staff <laughs> parking lot cars. And like the way they got high school kids is exactly how they are. And there's something about having worked in a school where I'm like, Oh, this is correct, you know, and it like excites <laughs> yes. me. And like the yes. teachers and, and just all the different social groups and it's it's really funny but it's so stupid it's on netflix mm -hmm. my brother's like i could watch one episode i cannot believe i binge both seasons in 48 hours and your brother watched one episode and he was out so that's <laughs> i feel pretty aligned with your bro on this one yeah. so that's mine is daytime i write for season three of american vandal in 2019 <sighs> nice and then nighttime i do stand up and keep making funny shit with you guys yes i love it i think those are realistic goals yeah i'm that little ant i'm gonna move this motherfucking rubber tree plant <laughs> I'm just the dirt <laughs> in this scenario. You're like, I'll just hide in the plant. I'm like, I'll just be a fucking mess over here. And yours, I know yours, but you say it. Yeah. What, what's your 2019 Like, goal? what did I tell you? I don't remember. No, what your long-term goal is. Why do you do all this? Late night host? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Let me whisper your goal to you. Yeah, your dream. Jenna, I'm going to tag you in for my goals. <laughs> What are they? Tell me. Uh, literally, Jenna has to tell me what my goals are. <laughs> Jenna, why do I wake up in the morning? Uh, Kevin, okay. Uh, today, it's just to survive. Uh, late night talk show host is my ultimate goal, but mm -hmm. it's a late life goal. I don't want that now. Okay. I don't want it. It's a career. It's the end of your career, right? Like, you you don't do late night and then go back to doing other right. things. Right. You die there. So... <laughs> I could do it for like 20 just, years. You but should like write an inspirational book. <laughs> it's like, then comics spend all this money and nothing happens. And also you go to late night to die. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean like it's exciting. I know it's what you exciting mean. It's, it's, and it's, it's new, but it's, you could, no one's going to boot you off unless you're like. Right. You, you stay there. You yeah. stay. Unless you it's, suck. Yes. Yeah. Unless you suck. Like um, Ellen is about to retire. I think she's done. Daytime, but still. Like. Although she has another special. Thanks a lot, Ellen, contradicting me. She's back to stand-up. But she's not going to be touring the country as a stand-up. No. If she She's wants. just releasing the special, I think, and then it's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, late night talk show host, that's... So then what What about 2019? Where do you see yourself taking your comedy to the next level? I need it. I need a credit. It's... You yeah. cannot... You cannot excel or get higher up without more credits. It's like... They're like coins and so like They are. Game. They like are. You need to collect more coins. Literally, a stand-up that I've um, done shows with, he opens for a huge headliner, but he's introduced from a TV credit when he was on a, like a game show. But the audience doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. And then he, I mean, he talks about it, but it's still like a, a credit, like as seen on. Right. And then they say the channel. You need that credit. Right. That's so, true. Um, I could use, I was on Two Broke Girls. Uh, you see the side of my face a lot, and I'm pretending to eat food. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Can you put that down? No. No? It, I, I like to just... You are on Two Broke Gays. I'm on Two Broke Gays. That's my intro right now. Like, he has a podcast, Two Broke Gays. Like... I mean, we're almost at 4,000 listens total. That's amazing. Yeah. You are not alone if you're listening to this, <laughs> is what she's saying. Um there are 4,000 episodes, though. No, I'm uh, kidding. <laughs> TV 
credit or a TV credit. Yeah. Hosting something like I would love to host a red carpet like Joan Rivers style. Yes. But not be as nice. She said she everyone looks fabulous, and then she like goes back to her show and like rips them to shreds. But she started out being super mean on the carpet, right? And then she made too many friends. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's and then to hang out with you guys more. Yeah. Aww. And not not be so mushy. That's a goal. Oh yeah. In my head. When you're sharp, man, you're fucking sharp. I was sharp for three days. I had a three day run. I was so sharp. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, how many drinks was the last night? I had. Three martinis, six vodka sodas, and a beer. <laughs> Just closing out on the beer. Just closing. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to put this one away. Because I, I could drink vodka soda. I could have done so many more vodkas. I don't. Anyway. So I Jenna, think... you're worried about his 10 drink nights? Well, it's just he's my, you know. And martinis are technically two each, right? <laughs> He's my everything, so I do. I worry about him because I need him to be sharp. Yes. And like you know, I just had to remind him what his dream is. <laughs> so I love him. She just had to remind me that I'm an like, aunt trying to push a tree. I told him the other day, uh, "You you make my life better." And then I put in parentheses, "Usually, <laughs> usually." And I said, um, "LOL, love the usually part." She goes, "Just gotta keep it real." And I'm like, "I would want it no other way." Right. But, yeah, so, no, I don't worry. He'll be fine. I don't worry about any of us because we're fucking talented. I want to keep building up my set like you and um, your great writing companion. We came up with, like, a lot for my set yesterday. So, continuing the dream. Keep keep writing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you have any shows coming up in January? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm a horrible person. So, I am on... (laughs) um, Kevin, you, thank you for being generous, also got me on a show, um, TK show, but I forgot the date. Harvesty, this is why I'm going to fail in 2019. It's, it's in January. It's going to be um, a Friday. It's going to be a Friday. I think Actually, I think it is the first Friday in January. First Friday yeah. in January. At Sycamore, Sycamore Tavern. Yeah. yeah. It's upstairs in the back. You can, um, and Do you have Instagram? Do you post That's going to be January 4th. Yeah, Friday. that is the date. Thank you. Shit, uh, bitch. January 4th. Are you on the show? No. How did you find out so fast? Oh, I just... The first, it's on my calendar. Yeah. January 1st is the first Friday. Oh, I thought you went to the show, no. like the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is January 4th, so I'll be there at Sycamore Tavern. And then I'm doing uh, something called the Otter Hour in um, Pasadena on that Monday the 7th. Sounds, no, it's really fun. fun. It's no, a really I, fun storytelling show. And he gets like 100 people in this Irish bar basement. Oh, I meant gay like otter is a gay term. Oh, I do know that. Mean? What does it mean? Because um, it's, you know, bears. Yes. Yeah. There's otters also. What are otters compared to bears? Um, thinner. So they're just hairy, thin men. Uh, are they wet? No, they're like. It's they like hard to be on their to backs. Describe. Oh, oh that's is that good, it? Though. Um, no. No. Okay. Eat wood. I wonder. If, <laughs> I wonder if I'm getting Can ottery. Use their hands together. Oh. oh God, I don't want to be an otter. We're watching Kevin's face as he realizes perhaps he's an otter. He's an otter. Are I'm you not, an otter? Not, what I'm is an otter, otter then? Their otters are a little older than me. A lot older, I mean. Um, I, I'll have to show you. It's like one of those animals you got to see for yourself. I've heard that. <laughs> heard that Ingrid. About, heard that about otters. <laughs> um, Ingrid. Ingrid. I'll, yeah, otter, yeah. 
But anyway, Otter Hour, you're doing Otter Hour. Sorry. Yes. No, that's okay. Um, and that'll be, I think that's Monday the And that anyone 7th. can go to that? Anyone can go to either one, yes. That's Great. a storytelling? Yeah, that's storytelling okay. um, show, which, which, again, gets a huge turnout. Like, there were... And you're on a moth. This will be released after the moth. That well, you're we'll doing. see if I get picked. Uh, I have terrible it's, lottery luck, and it's, oh, it's lottery. Oh, it's lottery. Okay. But you're gonna I'm, get picked. I'm. Uh, my goal is to win because I wanted to win a moth in 2018. So I have. To, it'll be the last one. So high five for 2018. You didn't hear it, but it happened. Yes. If not, it's okay. You got 2019. I got 2019 That's... to win it. I will win one. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Hands down. Of I have course. No doubts about it. Um. Because girl, you're a light, and we're all flying to you. That was dumb. That no, was a I moth like that. joke. No, I like that. It was silent. <laughs> oh, it was a moth. Oh, get it. Get it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was like almost so dumb that I didn't even get it. <laughs> yeah. I ought to have not told that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Wow. It's that time. Um, Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, and please follow Kelly Spillman on Instagram. Instagram. What's your handle, Kelly? It's just my name. Kelly, Kelly Spillman. Spillman, yeah. I'll put it in the bio. Um, you're going to want to add her. Yeah, thank you're you. You're going to want to add her and go check her out one of her shows. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll see you all for my birthday show, December 30th at Three Vines. and um, uh, Three Clubs whoops. on Vine. <laughs> and I'm the one that had 17 drinks last night. Oh, my God. I'm still sharp as a butter knife. <laughs> All right, you and you've been listening to Two, Two Broke, Broke Gays. Gays. <laughs>